Welcome to As the Story Grows, I'm Brian Patton. Today we welcome entombed guitarist and Haystack frontman, Oof Cedarlund, to the podcast. Haystack just released their new record, Doomsday Goes Away, last Friday. Oof talks about music schools in Sweden, the desire to start a three-piece band, getting older as a musician, the meaning behind Doomsday Goes Away, and more. If you enjoyed this week's conversation, I'd appreciate it if you share it with someone who you think would enjoy it. In a world of algorithms and clickbait headlines, it's always good when someone gives you a personal recommendation. As always, you can find links to our Patreon page, newsletter, and Discord server in the show notes or at asthestorygrows.com. Enjoy today's chat with Uf Cedarlund from Haystack. Where are you currently in uh, Sweden? Uh, Stockholm. Stockholm? Yes. Is, is that roughly where you grew up? Yeah, I, I, uh, I lived in Stockholm all my life. I, I was born here. Yeah. Nice. Nice. What was, what was growing up like? What's that? What was growing up like? Uh, I don't know. It was okay, I think. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, it was still like a really good... Uh, uh, you know, like social democratic uh, welfare uh, country, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I think uh, I was lucky. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yes. nice. What got you into music? Yeah, definitely. Uh, it, uh, you know, it was like uh, free music schools. You know, okay. you can learn how to play the guitar and it was easy, easy to find the practice rooms. It wasn't really any, I think uh, maybe, I, I don't really like private schools, but okay. today there are more interesting schools <laughs> than it was when I grew up. So I didn't really go to school. No. <laughs> but my, my kid is like having a really good time, you know, okay. his, his school is like, uh, they have a lot of music, yeah. they teach the guitar there, and, you know, it's, it's cool. Nice, nice. What drew you to guitar? Uh, Jim Hendrix, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think uh, I remember uh, uh, when, when me when my family, like you know, during summer we drove to Gothenburg or something, and mm. uh, and we listened to uh, the Woodstock uh, uh, live album in the car in the car, and uh, and I really enjoyed uh, Jim Hendrix the way you know the guitar sounded. Yeah, I, I still like that uh, the, the sound of that uh, uh, performance. Yeah, yeah. Nice, nice. What eventually leads you into metal? Uh, I don't. Re- I don't really see it that way. Uh, no, <laughs> I. I. I uh, I've always been into like uh, 
uh, heavy or more uh, extreme music. Um, so it went like in circles all the time. I guess some a couple of years it was more punk and then it was more metal. Uh, I, I don't really, I don't really, I don't really listen to metal anymore. Yeah. Uh, it's been quite some time. I mean, I I enjoy that kind of music, but it's not like I put out put on an album, you know. But if I hear something, I can notice that oh, I like this, you know. Yeah. Uh, the the only band I still buy uh, albums with is uh, Autopsy. Okay. <laughs> Death metal, <laughs> uh, but. Uh, that's the only, only band I still buy albums nice. when they put out a new one. Yeah. Nice. Nice. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Because there were a lot of music schools, like, was there a good music scene for if you were into punk or heavy extreme music? Uh, not really. No. Uh, it was uh, the suburb where I grew up in called Bredeng. Uh, I think it was like maybe 20,000 people living there. Uh, and I mean, uh, most people seem to be into like uh, uh, Aha, Alpha, Will, Nick Kershaw, whatever, Frankie Goes to Hollywood, yeah. <laughs> stuff, stuff like that. And uh, so I felt kind of, I mean, there were people into metal mm-hmm. back then, you know, but not like, uh, not, not the way me and uh, LG, the singer of Entombed, we grew up in the same suburb. We, uh, I mean, we played music, you know, and we're into metal in a different way, you know. Yeah. But then, uh, I mean, there was definitely like people around, you know, but not not too many, you know. When when Metallica played here in, you know, '86, for yeah. an example, I think maybe it was like two thousand people there. Okay. Um, which was a huge show. Yeah, huge, huge show. Uh, we played mo- mostly like uh, small, uh, what do you call them? Uh, also in the suburbs, like um, they had more like a prog uh, anarchist punk background, uh, like uh, alternative uh, squats houses, you know. Yeah. yeah. That that's that's we played those places, you know, more than not really like youth. Uh, centers because uh, we were too extreme for that yeah um, and then there was like a like a couple of record shop one, one really good record shop who who uh, worked like a community center I guess you know yeah. that's where um, we met the other guys who uh, we later uh, formed into Entombed Nihilist with Morbid um, yeah, a record store called Heavy Sound. But I, I, <laughs> yeah, it was a cool place. Yeah. That's cool. Was it just that progress of like meeting and finding the right people and like going through the various iterations of bands that led to Entombed's formation? Just like finding that right chemistry. <laughs> I don't know. I think it, first you have to have like a re- really dedicated person. <laughs> Mm-hmm, I guess yeah. Nick, Nick uh, was that kind of guy, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. and he uh, 
and then it was just like to follow him, sort of. But uh, I mean, it, it, uh, it, I was really dedicated, you know, to put up, to try to like uh, play his ideas or whatever, and, and then I come up with some stuff, you know. But but I, I think it's mostly has to do like with dedicated person. Then Sweden back then also like we have have to remember that social democratic period for like forty years or something because every every little town in Sweden had had like uh, uh, rehearsal places. Uh, it was like a thing called the, the contact web who uh, helped people to organize shows, helped them with money and everything, PA and, you know. So almost every town in Stockholm, in Sweden, had, had like, really good bands. Yeah. And uh, you, you could play everywhere, you know, sort of. It was really interesting. Now, it's, it's not that much of that left now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's much different. I, I, I think that's, because uh, that helped. A lot, yeah, you know, for kids to, you know, yeah, progress and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a support system in place that didn't look down on you for making extreme music. It was trying to help and lift you yeah. up, <laughs> which is great. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, stateside, it's like uh, they fuck these metalheads, right? <laughs> I, mean, I don't know how it's uh, in the rest of the world if they have the same thing. Yeah. You know? In, in your bio, it says this band Haystack formed after mm. Entombed had toured with Unsane. What was it about, yeah. more or less, what yeah. was it about that tour, that style that led you to want to do something different? Uh, I always wanted like a three-piece band. Because uh, I like, you know, like Jimi Hendrix, uh, also Dinosaur Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, I always liked the, the three-piece sound. And um, I mean, haste, I had Haystack going when we, when we uh, before the 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 insane and Tomb tour. Okay. But they kind of, and and I heard other bands uh, that kind of were in the same scene as Unsane before. Mm-hmm. But seeing them live, you know, like for twenty shows or something, twenty five shows in a row. It was like wow! I, I, I really, I really liked that. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed them, and uh, and they became one of my favorite bands. Not not just because uh, uh, of their music; it's just like the 
the the way they were doing things. Yeah, you know, and uh, and then uh, after that tour, we came home and uh, and they put out, uh, I guess, their big album, Scattered, Smoother Than Covered, '95, and I was like, oh, it really blew my mind. And I think that that album made made me more uh, go more into uh, uh, I don't know a rock noise direction yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Before that, it was more like Dinosaur Junior, power power rock, Hiskudu and stuff gotcha. like that. Gotcha. But we we really sucked back then. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, we still do compared to Insane. You know. But uh, I don't know. T- today, I'm not really sure what I w- would call call us uh, if we're or noise rock band. I don't. I don't really think so. We we we're not that noisy anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. And it, it's it's like the older I get, like I just can't. I uh, I find it harder and harder to like scream. Yeah. Because I'm. I don't. I don't want to scream anymore. You yeah. Know? I'm more calm. Or, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's more I, I, I see yourself playing like some twisted rock or yeah. fucked up rock or something yeah yeah yeah. I saw a video recently it was Jay Maskey it was Dinosaur Jr. Mm. with Kevin Shields and just oh, like yeah. the the amplifiers they had on stage and the feedback I was like how how can your ears handle that like it's too yeah, much I, I, I think it's strange because uh I'm, I'm like uh, cutting down my rig because yeah. everywhere I go, people just scream all the time. Hey, you have to lower the volume, lower yeah. the volume. It's too loud. It's too yeah. loud. And I'm like, oh, so, so I have like a 20, 20 watt Marshall today. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, I just don't understand how Jay Maskis can go up there with like 300 watts right. Marshall heads. And stacks, you know, and they don't tell him to turn him down. Yeah. It's, uh, just, but maybe you know, they maybe, do. It's maybe just it's like fuck you, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, every time I tried to do that, you know, it's the show wasn't gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's yeah. um, I don't know, but um, I mean, I also want to have a lot of gear and you know play loud, but it's also like I come came to the point where I, I found this 20 watt marshall and it sounds really really good it sounds yeah. like my old marshalls from the 70s you know it works yeah. yeah where'd the haystack name come from um i don't know if this is true but there was one time we had a sound guy in the states he was just doing like five shows for us in 93 or something and he told me that he had done sound for dinosaur jr at cbgb's when they played the secret show and they were called haystack on that show yeah but i don't know if that's true but he <laughs> told me that so and i kind of like oh <laughs> nice. so it's but it's also i don't want to have like a, i never wanted the name that were like match macho or uh like uh, like a tough word. Everybody seems to have like yeah, knife cutter, yeah. blood dripper, or whatever. I just want to have like a, a peaceful name. You know? Yeah, and, 
I mean, it, Haystack is like, it, it looks pretty good in the letters, mm-hmm. I think, you know, but the meaning of it is just like, oof. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's quite a different from name from Entombed and Morbid. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. Uh, I don't know, but ah, we kind of. I think we're more like an anti-band yeah. than than a like serious band. Yeah, uh, we're serious, but it's not like uh, we we don't need to prove anything or yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, sometime ninety six, ninety seven, Haystack goes on hiatus or breaks up, whatever. And you, mm. at some point in there, quit playing with Entombed. Was it just like, did you think you were done with music, or was there like a life change that made you step away? No, I, I when I quit Entombed, I ordered it, started playing with a band called Disphere, and uh, and I got into like an argument with Alex in ninety. No, 2005, I think. Okay. Summer 2005. Yeah, that was it. So I, I left Entombed because I, I felt like I couldn't be with the band anymore. I, I think it was time anyway. You know, I, yeah. I, was, I was sick of it. Uh, but then I played with this figure for a few years. And then, uh, then our bass player died in that band. And uh, we, me and the drummer in this sphere had another band called Swarm of Souls also. But then uh, I met Jonas, the drummer of Haystack, a couple of years ago, and we're like, we should stop playing again. And I I guess we could have, if we met earlier, we probably would have started playing earlier, I think. Gotcha. Yeah. It was just kind of reconnecting and like, yeah, we should do it again. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the reason why Haystack quit, sort of back in '98, I think it was, was because uh, our bass player left the band, and uh, and Nick left and entombed also. Mm-hmm. So it was like, uh, but when Nick was in entombed, he wrote most of the music. So I. So it felt like I could have another band. But mm-hmm. when he left, it was more like... It felt like I had to concentrate more on Entune. So I didn't really have time for Haystack. And we, we kind of didn't really know what we were going to do anyway. Yeah. Um, if we're going to... Yeah, it was a strange time. Yeah. What led you back to Entombed? Uh, I don't know. It was like... Uh, when Alex and this guy was doing this orchestration of the clandestine album, and he, he needed my help. And uh, we had met once also on the streets, and it felt really good seeing him. So he, he had the guts to call me and ask me <laughs> if I could help out, and I did. And then he, uh, he, he, his, uh, he almost died, Alex. Oh, shit. He was like, I don't know what it's called. Uh, ah, it's like when that happens it's like you have to go to the hospital right mm-hmm. away yeah. and uh, so it was like and that was uh, when that orchestra thing was gonna they, they, were gonna, they had a show booked so uh, Alex uh, when that happened when he, when he got sick and that happened I, I, 
I got like pulled in into it sort of like and I felt like I had to you know put sides put, put the past aside and uh, that, I, that he meant a lot to me you know as a friend and uh, we started uh, talking more and more you know and then the the, the argument between uh, LG and the, the entombed AD and Alex started and I and I took Alex's side, side on that conflict. And that made me sort of like uh, in entombed again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you are a band. I, I don't even know if we're, we're a band, you know, but yeah, maybe. The new Haystack record is called Doomsday Goes Away. That's a very mm. positive outlook because you don't live in America, I'm sure. <laughs> mm, <laughs> Every day, um, like Doomsday here. Talk to me about the yeah. title and concept of uh, this album. I don't know. I, I kind of had like the worst time in my life about a year ago. I had like a life crisis, I think. You know, uh, my girlfriend broke up and, uh, and it hit me harder than I thought. Mm. But it, it doesn't... The album has... I mean, a little bit is about that a life crisis, sort of. But uh, but uh, but I don't I don't really see lyrics like they're. It's more like fragments I put together. It's more like how they look for me, you know, and, and then they pass through me as a filter, you know. Yeah. But uh, but I, I don't have a positive view on the world on the world either. And believe me, I, I'm really worried about the states. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, especially how things are looking over here now. Yeah. You know, it's more and more. I don't know what to do. You know, really, then build my own little bubble. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I know. I don't know. It's maybe maybe um, maybe things won't go that bad. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hope so. You know. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. Ah. Most like the doomsday goes away thing is mostly like uh, when when we wrote that song, you know. And I always start to sing really early before I have lyrics, mm -hmm. and uh, I ended up singing that phrase mm -hmm. <laughs> on that particular spot in that song. So and uh, and once I have done that, it's really hard to take it away. To, yeah, yeah. But then again, then again, it feels good to sing it at that spot, you know. Yeah. Who came up with the album artwork and that idea? Uh, it's uh, pretty simple. It's our, our drummer who took that photo. Okay. Uh, it, it's uh, it's actually like a school, uh, right five minutes from where I live, uh, which is kind of strange. To to put that school on our album because mm -hmm. we, we don't have any connect connection with that school at all. <laughs> but uh, but he he talked. Jonas took the, the photo and uh, he enjoyed the, the way it turned out and he really wanted to put it on the album and I think it's a great 
for yeah. about. And uh, and I, I don't think uh, well the album isn't out yet, but yeah. Uh, but some people who live in this area in Stockholm would definitely know what it, what which school it is. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. You guys are releasing a studio version of this album and a live version. What led to that decision? Yeah, it's uh, the we recorded three three songs live. Uh, it's uh, uh, I don't really like doing videos, mm-hmm. and 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 everybody asks since YouTube is really big. Yeah, and they need like something, something like a movie clip, and I, I just thought it was like. A, I, I wouldn't like the idea of like us making a video, you know. So uh, that's why we uh, just went back to the same studio and uh, recorded these four songs again. Yeah. You know, it took like two hours, three hours maybe. Mm-hmm. We, we did record vocals after. Uh, but uh, I don't know. And... I just thought it was a. I don't know if if it turned out the way I wanted, but uh, but I, when I came up when when I thought of it as, as an idea, I I, uh, I mean I'm sure there's other bands who've done the same thing, but not mm-hmm. as like a as their promotional video, mm-hmm. maybe. I, I don't know, but for me for me as a musician, I, I just think it's more interesting in in uh, doing another video and just shoot it okay here we are playing the song live yeah and uh, it confused some people i hope (laughs) yeah yeah just a just a different slightly different spin on Mm. yeah in the tracks and yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah, i I think uh, i think they turned out better yeah and it's it's like uh so now i'm thinking like uh, if we're gonna make another album we should record it first and then go home for a couple of months and then go back and record it again in one day. Just, yeah. 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 Album's out next Friday. Are you guys planning on touring at all on this album? Or uh, we're, we're, really s- we're a really small band, so we don't really get too many shows. Mm. But we, we managed to uh, book four shows. <laughs> In Sweden, nice. Uh, yeah, which is like a lot of shows for us. <laughs> you know. uh, but hopefully, uh, we really like to. Uh, I would like to, to go down and play Germany. Somehow, I enjoy playing in Germany. It's like uh, everything works there somehow. Yeah, um, and it's a it's a big market. For music, so if we could, you know, get in there a little bit, that would be awesome. Because it's yeah. not that far away from here. Just like a well, not just it's like twelve-hour drive, but yeah. but it. But uh, right now, yeah, a couple of shows in Sweden, and then hopefully some more shows. We'll see what happens after the album comes out. If, yeah. if, but. Uh, but I don't know. I don't, I don't really expect anything either because we're like we're we're getting older. We're like over fifty, <laughs> so and uh, 
and kids. I, I just don't understand why they should why they should listen to us. <laughs> it, it's you know it's and um, the the people who would come to our shows they're they're just they're they're not being they're not like being. Uh, they're fewer and fewer, you know, because yeah. they're getting older, you know. Yeah. And uh, so, so I don't really know, but but I'm totally okay with it. I, I, um, sometimes I, I think uh, every band is too old these days. <laughs> uh, I mean, should be more um, like when I grew up, you know. I I listened to bands who were in my age. Yeah. Um, but today it's like most people listen to grandpa, you know. <laughs> I know I saw this clip with uh, Paul, Mac- Paul McCartney when they asked him what he thought of Sex Pistols mm-hmm. or punk or something like that. And he, he said, this was like 77. And he said, oh, well, at least they don't listen to grandpa's music. <laughs> but today all the punks, and me too, we yeah. listen to grandpa music. And I'm, I don't know. I guess that's the way it is, you know, but sometimes I wish like bands like Metallica and Iron Maiden and, you know, would just quit. Yeah. What, what can, I mean, they, they, a lot of people are happy that they're still around, but mm-hmm. I'm just like, when, when are the kids gonna, when is their turn? You know, and they, they can't even afford to have a rehearsal room these days over here, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, it's like just like old, old men who who rents all the rehearsal places. Yeah, yeah, ah, yeah, women. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like you appreciate that Metallica is still like going in there, yeah. but also like you're taking up a lot of oxygen, especially if you look at like festivals. Mm-hmm. All the headliners are yeah, the old bands, and it's like yeah, all right, all every right. festival, everything, and and I and I, I don't know. I for me, I, I don't know. It's, if if this is the end of rock or something, <laughs> so sometimes I feel like I'm defending it, you know, like <laughs> the guitar, the guitar, bass, and drums kind of yeah. music, you know. But and no one, no one cares. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. But we'll see. You know, I think the the whole world is like uh, paralyzed, like a really, uh, it's really nihilistic mm-hmm. these days. I think everybody's like, oh, they don't know what's going on. Yeah, I can, uh, it must be horrible being uh, being young. Uh, well, they, they're they're living it right now, so that it's their world, you know. But um, I don't know. It's like a, I just hope it's uh, gonna be better. You know? yeah. Thanks for listening to As the Story Grows. Our intro music was written and composed by Jeremy Hunt. 
The As the Story Grows theme is by Bob Nana. If you like what you hear, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and give us a rating and review. If you'd like to support the show financially, you can join us at patreon.com slash as the story grows. Be a part of our community and join the ongoing conversation over on Discord. If you enjoy this episode, share it on social media with your friends. Much appreciated, and thanks for listening. I never felt so young and alive as when I'm diving into a tomb.